Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Couch Takes, brought to you by IronCityChalkTalk.com. If you have any suggestions or things you'd like to hear us talk about, just hit us up on social media, at CouchTakes on Instagram, or at Couch underscore Takes on Twitter. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Couch Takes. This is episode 16. Really happy to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a great week. Um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Trey, what is your favorite thing of the week? Wow. Uh, it's been a uh, been a pretty mellow w- uh, week for me, but I did start my summer job back this week. All right, how's this, that I'm, going? Yeah, I'm going. This is my fifth year doing it. It's. I mean, it's all right. This is my last year I'm doing it and. uh so I work at a summer camp, basically. I mean, it's uh, basically it's at the elementary school that we both went to, and I think you probably know a little bit about it. But basically, you know, it's kids show up in the morning, they leave at night. It's not like the stay overnight thing, but we just go on field trips and all that. That's not my favorite thing of the week. Um, there's a guy there that I work with who we've kind of nicknamed Butterbean. <laughs> I have no idea who that could be. It doesn't matter who it is, and I'm not gonna say it. But <laughs> will you tell me later? Yeah, I'll tell you later. So okay. anyway, um, the reason we call him Butterbean is because he kind of resembles the boxer Butterbean. And this is more of in a loving way, not like like we call him that to his face. Like we're not trying to be jerks, you know, it's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. clowning around. But yeah, you know anything about the boxer Butterbean? Do you remember him at all? No, not really. Uh, have you ever seen, I think it was on Jackass 2, Butterbean was on it when Knoxville fights... Uh, the huge guy in like a jewelry store, he boxes him. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since I was like 12 years old, so I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, um, Butterbean was this guy from Alabama, and he uh, he eventually went on to become the super heavyweight boxing champ of the world. And uh, okay. he was literally, he's like, I'm talking, he is massive. He was like 400 pounds, and he like doesn't look like he would be good at any sport at all, right? Okay, I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> yeah, he went like uh, I think in his boxing career he ended up going like seventy seven, oh ten, dude and four. Huge. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Dude, but he was a <laughs> monster. Like, he's not like strong, huge. He's like huge, huge. No, he was strong, huge too. I promise. Literally, like I think. Jeez. Most of his, I think he only had one fight his entire like ninety fight career that went longer than four rounds. I think. Like, most of them were, like, he, he knocked out everybody, Andrew. That's what I mean. <laughs> I've, I'm serious. For you or for anyone else who hasn't heard of Butterbean or has looked up his highlights or whatever, you have to because it's quite the journey. I'll tell you that. He kind of he kind of reminds me of um, what, like, a lot of people think of uh, Andy Ruiz Jr., you know? Yeah. I think that's how you <laughs> yeah. pronounce his name. Ruiz, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that's freaking hilarious! Like it's like I remember seeing all these memes when he won versus um was it Anthony Joshua? Yeah, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is for all the guys who don't go to the gym and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> and that had me so weak, dude. Yeah, so that's but, kind of um, what it reminds me of. Butterbean also he sued Illumination Studios back in like 2012, and if you don't remember, that's Steve Carell's. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, Despicable Me. Right, he sued him because of Despicable Me, the original one. Because Why? so every fight he ever did, he wore like some American flag boxing shorts, right? Do you remember <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the movie Despicable Me when they're like on the bus in Egypt and that huge old fat guy gets off and he's wearing American flag pants? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, I think so. I'm just saying, go back and look at that. He sued them over their likeness, and I thought that was so funny, Butterbean versus Steve Carell. Did he win? I have no idea. Probably not. I wouldn't think, think so. about yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds like something you can't really trademark. I mean, it's just American flag shorts. Hey, but it's on a fat white guy that looks like a Butterbean. How do you explain that, Drew, man? I don't know. I I mean, I guess you can't, but I don't <laughs> think they can really get in trouble for that. I would be very shocked if he won that case. Yeah, I'm just joking around. I highly doubt he won it. I'll look into it and let you know off the clock, Andrew. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so what about we'll let you? Y'all know. What's your favorite thing this week, dude? <laughs> oh my God. Don't, don't say that like you don't already know what I'm about to talk about. Um, Come on, tell me. Okay. So I guess this week... Mine is a um, unfavorite thing of the week. I haven't done one of these in a while. Um, the reason I say that is because Trey, me and him were talking the other day, and he was, we were just talking about, you know, like funny stuff that me and him have been through in our time um, as friends. And he brought up something that happened to me. And <laughs> uh, I don't remember what year it was. I guess it was, I, you were still in high school because you're older than me. So yeah. what was it like? I guess it was like my sophomore year or junior think, year or think, something like that. I think it was your sophomore year, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, because I think you still had another year left. So, um, <laughs> I see, if you know who I am, you know that I don't really get embarrassed by a lot of things. I usually don't. I kind of take a lot of things very well. I don't really care what people think usually. I kind of, I'm just one of those people. I have a good time and I don't really care. I like to laugh and stuff, but man... Oh, gosh. So Trey wanted me to tell this story on the podcast, so I, I told him I would. So anyway, um, I think we've talked about this, this in the past. I don't know if Trey's ever brought it up, but, you know, I'm in band now still at Alabama, but uh, Trey was in band in high school, but he didn't do it in college. And so we did it together in high school, and um, we did these things at the end of every year. They called them a band banquet, I, so I guess. Dumb. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was okay. It was just like, I mean, honestly, they should have just called it like the end of the year party or something. That's really all it should have been. Like we came, we ate food, you know, we hung out, stuff like that. Um, And they gave out like awards and stuff like that to like the seniors and like the people who we all like voted on people to see who we thought was the best. And so anyway, this is uh pretty close to the beginning of me and Trey's friendship. Like we had just then, I guess, like started coming around to each other. Cause I think we've talked about in the past, me and Trey hated each other in the beginning. Yeah, that was fun. And yeah. So I want to, correct me if I'm wrong. I would say this is right around the time where like we really started coming around to each other. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, I wouldn't have, I don't think we would have experienced this together if, if I didn't talk to you. So yeah, that sounds that's accurate to me. And that's true. Okay. So, um, this, I don't know any other way to say this. I've always been a very, like, sweaty person. Like, I can sit in a room and I'll just start sweating, like, awful. Like, my armpits will start sweating. And, like, I'm not, like, like I don't even know how to describe Like, I'm not, like, working out or anything. I just start sweating. I don't know why I've always been like that. I mean, I don't really care. But um, I guess, like, when you're in high school and like you're growing up, like you're like, you start like <laughs> your body starts like changing and stuff. Like <laughs> sounds oh so stupid. I don't the really know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to like, um, uh, like, I don't know. I, this is before I realized I had this problem. I guess this is like my first run in with this problem. And, um, so I, 
this is, I started hanging out with Trey because Trey was in the drum line and I had like three or four friends that were in the drum line, even though I wasn't. So I kind of hung out with that group because I mean, I don't know if I'd say I had more friends in the drum line than I did the trumpet section, but like I probably the did. The trumpet section was a strange bunch. Yeah. There were some strange cats in there. And so I hung out with Trey a lot and, um, you know, some other mutual friends of ours. And so they always sat in the back cause they thought they were cool kids. And we were, um, so we sat in the back of the room and, you know, they're calling out awards and I can't remember what award, um, they called out that I had to walk up to the front. I think it was, <laughs> it wasn't like a sing. it wasn't like I won an award. It was like the whole section won an award, right? Yeah. It was like a, like trumpet section one. Like yeah. Something. Like we were like the most entertaining group or something like that. I can't Which remember. Which is a lie. I mean, it was voted on by the people. Yeah. And those are people you, are I don't really know how you can, oh yeah. Okay. Well, it says like the seven people in drumline who thought they were better than everybody else. Yeah, we were. Okay, so anyway, um, I'm sitting in the back of the room, like literally the far back table. And, um, you know, like I was like, oh, man, you know, it's kind of hot in this room, but I didn't really think anything <laughs> of it. I just thought my pits were sweating. Not a big deal. That's not unusual for me. So they call out this award, and I have to um, stand, <laughs> I have to stand up and <laughs> walk <laughs> to the front of the room and collect this award. And so anyway, I stand up and I'm walking through people and I just hear, <laughs> I, I just hear all these people laughing. No idea what they're laughing about. I was like, oh, they just think I'm a funny guy. Whatever. Not a big deal. Something happened. Someone tripped. Something. <laughs> well, did not know what it was about. And so anyway, I get to the front of the room and dude, we're like taking pictures you know, like everyone is laughing at me though. And I seriously, no one has told me what is so funny. And I'm telling you, there's what, like, there's got to be 150 people in there, right? Yeah, probably somewhere close yeah, to cause, that. Cause it was, it was the band people. And then also a lot of their parents and, you know, which also was lame. Yeah. So anyway, we, um, like we're taking pictures. Anyway, I come back to the table and they're like, bro check your pants i was like what are you talking about <laughs> and so turns out i probably i don't even know how to describe literally like moon shaped sweat stain on the back of my pants <laughs> from how bad i had been sweating like i was swamping dude for those of you who don't know who's what swamping is it is you know butt sweat and so anyway literally terrible like i couldn't sit down for the rest of the night because i was like so embarrassed like i wanted it to dry obviously and i was wearing khaki pants so you could see it very clearly and i had to walk through every person in that room oh my gosh like you were like you're like hiding in the corner just kind of like standing there with your back to the wall (laughs) yeah i mean once i got like i think once i waited a few minutes i probably was okay but that was I mean, I, like I said, I don't get embarrassed about a lot of things, but at that time I was like super embarrassed about that. Honestly, right now, like, I, I don't uh, care. I think it's hilarious. I'm kind of glad it happened because it's a funny story, but if I remember that correctly, I don't think it was honestly like the worst thing in the world. Like, I like you could tell it was there, but like, if you weren't looking for it, you probably couldn't even tell. I think I played it up just to embarrass you if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, you probably still had a little <laughs> bit of hatred for me in your heart. No, Wouldn't it was honestly just because. Like you said, you don't get embarrassed that much. And then I saw the opportunity to make you embarrassed. And I was like, dude, this is the perfect chance. I got to take this. I got to mess with Andrew a little bit. Looking at it now, I think I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I'm like, I guess I shouldn't say I'm glad it happened, but like, I do think it's funny for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's funny. (laughs) I don't care. I'm like, now it's given me the opportunity to say it. It's funny story to talk about. 
So if any of you knew me in high school or any other time and you got some funny stories you'd like me to tell, I'd be more than happy to share. I usually don't get uh, too embarrassed. I, I don't care if I have to share stories like that. So I guess thank you to Trey for making me share the story. I thought it was pretty funny. But, sure thing, um, man. Yeah, thank Anytime. you so much for listening. This was Andrew's TED Talk. Y'all have a good night. Well, moving on to Trey's TED Talk, I think we're going to talk about sports now. All right. Uh, so the NBA Finals, man, they're going on at a super slow pace for some reason. We're two games in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm getting so frustrated with that. I don't understand why every game is four days apart. Honestly, has it has it been like this every year and we've just never noticed? No, there's no way. Yeah, I... I like, I understand there's a there's gap no between way. the conference finals and then the finals, but... There's never been, like, in the NBA Finals, like, game one, and then, like, three or four days later, game two. It's never been like that. Yeah, and then here we are again. Like, um, sometimes they'll do that when they're, like, changing cities, though. But, yeah, but, but it's, it's never four days. If they're changing no. cities, it's three at the most. Yeah, no, it's never been this many. I think from game one to game two, it was four days, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it was a four-day gap. Like, I don't understand because it was in the same city. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really have no idea what the problem is, but uh, they need to get it together. NBA, what is going on, guys? So, did you get this to watch like any of it? could uh, be a pretty entertaining ser- uh, series. So, did you get to watch any of the second game? Um, well, <laughs> I did. And I am, dude, I swear to God, there is just something about this podcast that I've realized when I start talking on here, it's like God looks at me. He's like, oh, Andrew said that on couch takes. Let's make it not happen. <laughs> so, literally the exact opposite of everything I say happens. So, literally, yeah. I said what last week, I think it was. I said, I don't think DeMarcus, is cous- DeMarcus Cousins is coming back. Literally, like an hour after we stopped recording, I got a notification that they have moved him to active and he's going to be starting in game two. Yeah, honestly, like, we just, need to change the tagline for this show to the worst takes on sports and life because honestly, honestly that's us at this point. It is. Oh, hey, you know it's wild. I literally just got a notification on my watch. Um, Boogie Cousins overcomes or overcame urge to quit. Says he was just ready to quit after tearing his quad. Man, what a comeback story! But I think that's part of really what we wanted to talk about. Because, like I said, you know, Boogie. I said he wasn't coming back, and literally comes back. Uh, I think he played what, like twenty-eight minutes, something like it was that. Twenty-eight so, like, minutes, he, and he yeah, had he like a full uh, game. I think he had like uh, six assists, eleven boards, and ten points, or something like that. Um, it, it was close uh, to those numbers, if yeah, not. Yeah. But no, no, um, swap that. It was eleven points and ten boards. Right, right, right. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like decent numbers for a comeback game for sure. I oh, mean, yeah, especially in the NBA Finals, like that was solid uh, comeback. I guess numbers a great right team there. for sure. That has, I mean, that has Kawhi Leonard. You know, defensive monster. Not that he's yeah. the primary defender, but you know, it, it makes a difference on the court. You know. Yeah, and I can't remember what we said this series was going to end in. Did we say it was going to be like a five or six game series? Yeah, that's what we said. I, yeah, I said I, we're five, probably maybe stupid. Six. It's going to be a seven game series now, just because we said that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> seven game I mean, series I that the Raptors win. I think it's me. I think it's me. It's not even you, because I feel like when you say things like they actually happen, when I say things, it's the exact opposite. Man, I hope. I hope that's yeah. the way. Yeah, I don't want to no. be the jinx guy on this show. I don't think I'm a jinx guy. So what would you call it then? I don't know. See, I don't know, because there's been so many things that have happened, and I'm kind of getting frustrated about it. You need to start uh, making hot takes, mm -hmm. but like opposite of what you actually want want to happen. Yeah, you need to make just horrible takes and see if they happen. This is how we need to test this theory. All right, I think the Warriors are going to win the next four games. Or I guess three games. 
Yeah. Okay. They'll win the next three games because they need three games to win the series. I think the Warriors are going to win the next three games. You heard it here first. Got it. Right. What happens if that actually happens? <laughs> then our luck is reversed and oh we're back, baby. Gosh. The hottest takes on sports in life. <laughs> we're going to have to come up with something. Um, okay. Here, let me throw out a couple more that um, I do want to happen. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, Trevor Lawrence is going to win the Heisman. Um, oh, yeah. The Patriots are going to win another Super Bowl. Hmm. Trey, you got any more? Uh, Aaron Rodgers wins MVP next year. Aaron Rodgers won't win MVP next year. Well, Tag Gummit, now it's going to happen either way. <laughs> now we don't gain um, anything. Okay. I'm trying to think of something like, I don't know. Okay. So I guess that's probably pretty good. We'll see how those turn out. We'll have to come back to episode 16, um, re listen to them, I guess, at the end of next year's sporting events. Yeah. We'll see you uh, on episode 74, recapping episode yeah. 16. I wonder what episode that would be on. I have no clue, but we'll have to get back on that too. I'd like to know what episode we should like go back from to look at. I guess we'll know. That'll be interesting. But anyway, yeah, so it's pretty crazy that uh, he's done so well, or I say he's done so well, it's been one game, but that he did so well. Um, I'm excited for him though. Like I like Boogie. I don't have anything against him. I just, it's almost like they're lying to us. And I'm starting to get that because they were acting like there was no way he'd come back. Now I'm starting to think Kevin Durant's going to play tomorrow, or is it tonight? It's tonight. Well, yeah. I'm, by the time I'm y'all listen to, think to Kevin this, Durant's it'll be play it, even, last night. But you know, yeah. So I don't really understand. I'm starting to think maybe Kevin Durant will come back tonight, even though they're swearing up and down he won't be there. So maybe they're just lying to us because they don't want people to know. But um, so yeah, maybe it's not my fault, Trey. Maybe I'm just being lied to. I'm giving false information. Well, I mean, confidentiality, that, I mean, that's a big thing in sports, you know. That's, I, I kind of don't blame that's them true. for that. Um, it's kind of like, uh, well, I, I guess I could put it out this way. Of course, I can always relate it back to my teams just because I know what happens within mm-hmm. those teams because I keep up with them a lot more. Uh, so, like, you probably heard the story a few months ago about the draft, how Mike Mayock, the Raiders GM, sent home his scouts like a week early. Yeah. Well, the reports were that it was it was because there was a leak getting out, and um, and like the way that Mayock figured it out was because of like the certain leaks that got out. He knew who he told certain people, so he knew who to look for there. So obviously, there's rumors about like the the people are rumored to do this all the time, but they'll spread false information and see who leaks it. You know, it's kind of like how mm-hmm. Tyrion did it on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so anyway, but but, but just to side note for a second. I don't think that was a big deal with all that. I think ESPN and a lot of the mainstream sports outlets kind of blew that out of proportion. Um, because when you think about it, Mike Mayock came in and those were different GM scouts. You know what I mean? And most of them probably knew yeah. they were going to be gone anyway. So, I mean, and, and as you can see in the last few weeks, they've basically rebuilt their scouting team. So, yeah, I had to go on my little rant right there. That bothered no, no, me. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, there's a whole thing behind the confidentiality, and you know, you don't want people on the outside knowing what you're doing. But um, of course not. You know, I hate being lied to. <laughs> I wish you could just be like, I can't tell. I'd rather them tell me you can't tell me than tell me the opposite thing. You know, I'd just be like, I'm sorry, we're not allowed to tell you that, or we don't want to tell you that. I'd much rather hear that. I think, I think it's anybody just they, would. They don't want people to have assumptions. You know, that's true. So I wonder if, um, like, they'd rather control the narrative. Well, does this make you think that KD's going to come back, or do you have any opinion on that? Well, 
if we're looking at it from like a reverse psychology standpoint, like you were talking about how you were saying like Boogie's not going to come back and then he came back like the next game. And they were saying like KD might be good for the finals and here we are going into game three with no news. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of it will be if they need him, you know? Like if they lose this next game, they'll probably force him into game four. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got forced back if it became like a tight series. I mean, it's only been two games and it's a, and it's um tied 1-1. So Golden State stole a ser- or stole a game from Toronto. So we'll have to see what Toronto can do cuz uh, the first game in Golden State is tonight in Oakland. So that'll be pretty interesting to see. Um I do think Golden State's probably going to win tonight, but if Toronto does win, I mean, I'd be very shocked for KD not is to this come game, back. Yeah, this game is in Oakland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is this is game three, so it'll be in the Oakland. Raptors have a better record than the Warriors. Uh, in the regular season, yeah, uh, I think they did. Yeah, I guess they'd have to if they played first. See, like my mind was all out of whack because I was thinking like, uh, it's Golden yeah. State, you know, so they get the uh, they get the uh, advantage because they had the better record. But then I remembered all the Drake stuff that I hate so much, and then I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. I'm they sure Drake Toronto. will be. I'm sure Drake will be in Golden State though too. I'd be I shocked would love if he to wasn't. see him be courtside at, at Game Three and Four. I'm sure he would be. People at Oakland would eat him up. I mean, not really. They're uh, Oakland, really. Golden State Warriors fans, come on now. I'm just saying, people think, hate oh, him enough see, for what he's doing in Toronto. If he did that at someone else's court, you know. Yeah. See, I think that starts a whole nother thing because even though they're in the same city. I think Raiders fans and Warriors fans are far different people. What do you mean they're in the same city? The freaking arena and the Coliseum where the, where the two teams play are across the street from each other. I just said they're in the same city, Oakland. That's what I'm saying. They're that close to each other. So why do That's you think it's saying. so much different? Is it the culture of the team? It's the culture. Dude, I'm telling you, there's just those fans are different. They might be in the same city, but those are different fans. It's almost like Warriors fans think they're high class, and then Raiders fans are like the lowest of the low, like the blue collars. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what you'd want to call the Raiders fans, but they're just not Warriors fans. It's so weird. It's almost like it's a completely different atmosphere in Oracle. I guess it's you the got a strangest point now thing that I've ever seen. Like if you just really think it's the strangest thing, because when you watch Raiders games, dude, honestly, like they all they just look different than what you see in Oracle. I don't know what it is. But they just act nuts at Raiders games. And then in Oracle, they just act like they're high-class citizens, you know, drinking their wine, watching Steph Curry shoot, you know, 70-foot shots. You know, they're usual. Yeah, that is kind of strange. I mean, honestly, the the way I like to look at it when you go into series like this, seven-game series, the best way to look at it as a fan or as a team, like even if you're playing, is you're not in trouble until you lose at home. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If, if you can win all your home games, you're good. Because, honestly, there's four home games, or there's three in Golden State's case, but they've already won a game. As long as you steal one on the road and you don't have the advantage, you're good. So they've already stole one. If they win the rest of their home games, they're fine. Yeah, that's true. So, but moving on, we also got the Stanley Cup Finals that are still going on. Yeah, they're tied 2-2. At a faster pace. Yeah, we're four games in on that one. To have a Stanley Cup final end up at a best of three, that's not... And what I've liked to see up through this through this series so far is that it's back and forth. It's like a few years ago when the Predators played the Penguins. Penguins went up 2-0, and then the Predators won 2, and then the Penguins won 2 and won the Cup. But this one, it's like 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. You know what I mean? It's back and forth. Yeah. That's fun to experience. 
But the weird part is the games have been kind of lopsided in the victories, you know? Yeah, that has been throwing me off for sure. Yeah, like the last game, the uh, the Bruins won like, what, 7-1, 7-2 or something like that? It's a slapping. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it was a blowout. <laughs> Dude, I, I just... As much as I don't really like either team, it's a fun series to follow, you know? Yeah. And I guess if that's what you're going for, or like as a fan who doesn't like either team, that's all you can hope for. You know, that's the best yeah. right there. So I guess um, you could say we're at about the halfway point in the series. And I can't remember who you said you thought was. I think you wanted, I think you said you were rooting for the Blues, but you thought the Bruins were probably going to win, right? Yeah. Have you changed it, it, your opinion? It's, it's hard to say just because the Blues are a division rival of the Predators. But, you know, I don't know if you knew this. I wanted to bring this up. At one point, I think around January, the Blues had the worst record in hockey. Okay. Really? Think about that. Think about, I don't know, the, the Phoenix Suns in January turning it on and making it all the way to the NBA Finals. That would never happen. That's what I'm saying. Th- that happened right here. The Blues were the worst team in hockey. Something changed, and and here we are, in a best of three at the end of the season. That's nuts to me. Um, I still think the Bruins are going to pull it off. It's kind of nice to see this underdog story with the Blues. Yeah, so I, I guess to it, see the I, Blues win. I guess I mean, I, even my opinion hasn't really changed, but you know, I still think the Bruins are going to win it. Yeah. So congratulations, Blues! You just won. <laughs> I don't know enough about hockey like you do. Like you're you're more of the hockey guy on the show. And I think we've already you know discussed that several times. And I'm sure people can tell when we talk about it that you're the hockey guy. But from Ooh. what I've noticed, it does kind of seem like even though it's been lopsided victories both ways, I do kind of feel like the Bruins have some sort of advantage. And well, I don't, I don't yeah. Them being a perennial powerhouse and with experience. And not to mention they have some of the best players in the game, like Brad Marchand I was telling you about. Awful mm-hmm. guy, amazing player. That's just how it is. Like, they have the experience, they have the better players, but the Blues have the chemistry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I understand that completely. I think that you see that all the time in sports. But um, That's the same way with the Patriots. I don't honestly don't think they're the best team all the time, but it's just that... Um, it's just that perennial powerhouse, been there before, we know we can do it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to coaching. I think I've said this before, but it's obviously Tom Brady is great, uh, and, and it's hard to separate him from Bill Belichick and try to talk about specifically Bill Belichick individually because he has had Tom Brady near his whole career with the Patriots, but it's it's coaching. It's got to be. That's the way I look at it is you can't have these type of bonds, these type of system fits that the Patriots do without consistent coaching and consistent scouting, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think Tom Brady would be anything without Bill Belichick. See, I disagree, I really with, I disagree with that. I think he could have been something. I don't think he would have been what he was. But he also got put into the perfect situation. And that's what I'm saying. He got put into that system that worked best for him. Tom Brady's a system quarterback. That's what worked out best for him. Now, I disagree to that. I think the system worked for him. I don't think he's a system quarterback. He's definitely a system quarterback. Okay, so, I mean, would Aaron Rodgers work in Seattle's offense? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he could. I'm not saying that he... I, okay, I'm not saying that there's only... Um, Aaron Rodgers can play in multiple systems, but obviously there's systems he wouldn't fit well in. Obviously. But there's only one system that Tom Brady's going to fit in. 
I, I, I just I can't agree with that. I, I think there's really? plenty. I think there's plenty that Tom Brady could fit really? into. Tom Brady. Have you watched the dude play? He throws like three yes. or four yard passes that the re- that his receivers and his running backs take care of the rest of the yardage for. That's just a straight up lie. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Have you watched the games? Yes. You watch the Patriots play and you're telling me that's not a lot. Dude, all he does is throw those little out routes. That's it. He just throws those little behind the uh, scr- line of scrimmage passes and those little out routes and that's it. That's Have you all ever he seen does. his highlights of him throwing to Wes Welker and Randy Moss? Dude, he throws like one of those a game. Every quarterback in the NFL throws one of those a game. I'm just I'm telling saying you, that's that... all he does. That's literally all he does. His play, his skill players take care of it for him. But you were just saying they don't always have the best players. I'm saying he he can look. It's not just the fact that he's throwing. Say he throws a four yard pass. So what if he looks off a defender and creates an opening for his running back to catch that ball and take it 15 yards? That's also a plus on him. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm trying to say. Like that's the only that's the offense that he fits in. That's the kind of offense that they run, and that's the only offense is going to work. I just I just disagree. I, like that's just how it is. I don't think we can. I I mean I don't think we're ever going to agree on that. We obviously if you if you guys couldn't <laughs> tell we weren't prepared for this conversation, so we don't have any facts to back any of this up. This is just us arguing. So maybe we'll come back and touch on this another day when we're actually prepared for it. But yeah, I think hey, for right now know. we're if just going to move an out. On it. Yeah, we're just going to move on while we're uh. While we're kind of at a stalemate right now, mm-hmm. we'll argue about this later. Okay, so still on the football subject, uh, I don't know if anybody saw, but there's a new bowl game that is going to be SEC versus Pac-12, which we haven't seen in a very long time in the um, in a bowl game. I, what did you say? Uh, what year it was last time we saw that, Trey? Well, uh, let me go back a little bit. It's uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, so they've had this forever, right? Mm-hmm. But now they're moving it. Since the Raiders are getting that new stadium, they're moving it to the Strip, and it's also it's becoming more of like a major bowl game, not like Citrus Bowl, Sugar Bowl, you know, anything like that. But, um, but it's going to be Pac-12 is going to be the main team. They'll play in it every year, but it's not just it's not a bowl like it's not like ACC, SEC every year. You know, it's mm-hmm. Pac-12 versus SEC, and the next year will be Pac-12 versus Big Ten, and it alternates every year. So, okay. so I mean, I think that's pretty unique. That's just neat to see, but. Yeah. There hasn't been, besides playoff appearances, which I think the only one they're referencing when I saw that statistic was the Alabama-Washington matchup a few years ago. Okay. Besides that game, the SEC and Pac-12 haven't played in a bowl game since 1989. Okay. What about the 2010 National Championship, Auburn and Oregon? Okay. Well, that would be playoff game. Never mind. I forgot about that That counts one. as a playoff game? Yeah, uh, technically. Even though that was BCS? Yeah, well, it said playoff game, but it's like also technically championship game, you know? Uh, okay, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's I like see what you're it, saying. It's not a bowl game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying, I see what you're it's saying. It's for a greater well, trophy. Um, That will be pretty interesting. I don't know who I'd like to see play, because I know we're about to, like I just said, we're about to see Auburn and Oregon play again uh, this year, and then we've got, um, hmm, who I don't know who I'd like to see. Maybe Washington and... Texas A&M mm, yeah I was literally about to say the same Washington Texas A&M um, I, I think there's a lot of potential for good matchups in this and that's why we wanted to talk about it because yeah. like I said shoot this must have been a long twelve, a uh, long time ago but when you think of the Pac-12 you think Pac-12 after dark right especially if you live on the east coast yeah because it's like they play so late you don't get to see a lot of those teams play because it's just it's just not worth staying up for you know yeah, but there's a lot of good teams out there, and I think this will be an interesting matchup to really compare 
between the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Pac-12, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good for college football, so that you can take that and you can see the parity within each conference and just you can see it right there in front of you. Watch a game. You don't have to talk about it and hypothesize, you know, like ah, this team would destroy this team, but they never play. You could, you know, they, it might happen now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, talk about like you know, you know, pretend matchups. Obviously, Auburn and Oregon's not pretend. But if you had to come up with some other matchups, uh, Washington, and um, you said Texas A and M. Uh, what about Stanford and Georgia? Oh, dude, that would be amazing. I don't know how yeah. big of a game this is going to be, as in, like, I don't think it'll be, like, Rose Bowl status. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe we could see a matchup like Florida and USC or something. Like, there's Ooh, a... Ooh, dude, that would be awesome. That's what I'm saying. There's big potential for really interesting games. Yeah. Like, Utah stuff you never see. Yeah. Utah and Tennessee would be fun, even though I Utah would probably beat Tennessee pretty bad. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I don't know. I guess if you had to think of it like right now, what would be awesome to see? I don't well, know if you really think want Stanford, to see Utah and Tennessee and Stanford, Stanford and Georgia would be really good because I think Stanford is the most like. You think Stanford could hold their weight? I think if anyone could against Georgia, it would be Stanford simply because, out of all the teams in the Pac-12, Stanford's play to me most closely resembles the SEC more than any other team in the Pac-12. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I completely agree. And honestly, I think the best way to beat an SEC team is with an SEC-style team. I think that's why the Big Ten do, does so good against the SEC, because their their play is pretty similar. Yeah, and now that I think about it, though, uh, I guess it wouldn't really be too far-fetched, because now that I think about it, I think Stanford only finished one game ahead of Georgia as far as overall record goes. I think what Georgia finished um, 11-3, and three, and I want to say Stanford finished nine and four last year. So it's not like it's far fetched to say that Stanford could hang in there. Yeah. Especially after Georgia lost to Texas in the Sugar Bowl. I mean I mean, obviously they can be beat. They're not I mean, they're not, you know, undefeatable. Yeah, even if it ends up being like a lower level uh bowl, like again, there's not a ton of information out on it right now because they just announced it, I think, yesterday. Yeah. But even if it's like mid tier. A mid-tier matchup would still be pretty cool. Like, say, I don't know, Arkansas versus Washington State or Arizona or something like that. It's still, it'd still be something worth tuning into, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, the crappy teams. Um, who's the crappiest team in the Pac-12? Uh, probably Colorado or Oregon State right now, right? Yeah. Off last I, year's, off last year's I want to say. Yeah. So, I guess in the SEC, it would either have to be Tennessee no, it's definitely Arkansas. Missouri? Because Arkansas didn't win one game in the SEC last year. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they had the, I, what, I, I so I guess that means they probably went 2-10 and because uh, they went 0-8, so they probably won their two out-of-conference games. Yeah, dude, um, I forgot how bad they were last year. Yeah. So, I don't know. Dude, they were pretty terrible. But I guess maybe if you want to watch a battle of the suckies, you'd want to watch Oregon State and Arkansas. <laughs> I'd like to see Tennessee and um, maybe Colorado. Let me see. I'm going to look up their record, their records last year. Rocky Top and Rocky Mountains. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Dude, they would market okay. the crap out of that game. So last year, Tennessee went 5-7. and seven And oh, Colorado went 5-7. and seven. There, hey, we there we Battle go. Battle of the Suckies. <laughs> Colorado <laughs> and Tennessee. That's what we want to see so in the, the uh, Las Vegas Bowl. This is what I heard 
when I was looking into it is that the Las Vegas Bowl used to be called like the first game of bowl season mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. It was the first game of bowl season. Yeah. But now they've moved it back after Christmas. So that leads me to believe it'll be a better game, you know, because obviously yeah. the worst games are first, you know? Yeah. So that, that sounds going to be a new, it, it's not going to be a new year six. Like they're not going to oh, add, like, not, they're no. not going to make like a new year. I'm seven thinking or like December like 28th or something like that. But yeah, which I think is the day of the playoff games this year. They're okay, pretty then, early this then year. December 26th then. Yeah, the, the semifinals that is early. are pretty early this year. I want to say it's the 28th, maybe the 29th, but I know they're pretty early this year. Speaking of which, I kind of wish in the playoffs, like, you know, you have like, what, three and a half weeks to prepare for the semifinals mm-hmm. and then seven days to prepare. Or is it like nine days to prepare for the national championship game? Uh, yeah, I want to say it's nine. I kind of wish they'd push that back a week, you know? They are pushing it back a week. Is that what they're doing with that? Yeah, this coming up season, they're pushing it back a week. Good. I've been saying that needs to happen because, I I mean, I feel like for the national championship game, the biggest game of the year across every team in the nation, I think you need more than nine days of prep time, you know? Yeah. And plus, shoot, the media outlets would love that. They could just milk it for longer, you know? Yeah, and plus, I don't know, it kind of prevents what the rumors were last year about. They were saying that Clemson devoted all, they completely looked past Notre Dame and devoted all of their time on Alabama because they knew they wouldn't have much time post the uh, semifinal. Right. So that would kind of prevent that because that would give Alabama plenty of time to uh, scout for Clemson after the Oklahoma game last year. So that would prevent, you know, situations like that where you can't really use it as an excuse anymore because both teams should get, you know, ample time for that. Yeah, good. I'm I'm glad that's happening. I had no idea. Um, yeah, because I've SEC been saying that for years also, at this point. The SEC has also added an extra bye week for every team this year, so every team in the SEC is going to get two bye weeks. Sounds good to me. I mean, I don't know su- if that's going to be a, a nationwide fan. thing or not. It sucks as a fan, but uh, because you know, obviously, you you don't want to watch your team not play when everyone else is. But it's also good as a fan in a way because your team is getting more rest. Like you know, like how many times yeah. have you seen a team turn it around after a bye week? You know, college or NFL. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it just gives them time to really rest and um, I guess focus on what they were trying to accomplish at the beginning of the year. Right, and it's like you know how every single year Alabama and LSU always schedule their bye weeks before each other. Yeah. Now we can finally use them somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did do. I, I think I've already seen the schedule, and I want to say that one of our bye weeks will be before LSU this year, and I can't remember where the other one's at. It always will be. Maybe before. Um, no, it wouldn't be before Texas A&M because I think Texas A&M is pretty early in the season. I can't remember, but I'll have to go and look eventually. But we'll talk about that. But anyway, I, like like I was saying, this seems super interesting to me. Uh, SEC is up first in 2020, so I guess it won't be at the end of this year. They'll be at the end of the next year. Um, no, it definitely won't be at the end of this year. The stadium's not ready yet. But uh, So it'll be in December of 2020. That's when the first Las Vegas Bowl is versus the SEC, and then in 2021 it'll be Big Ten. It'll alternate from there. So that'll be really cool to see. Yeah, that'll be pretty exciting. Glad we got to talk about that. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on, we have... A pretty good listener question. <laughs> and, uh, well, I say pretty good. I don't think me and Trey are going to be, I, we'll just have to be straight up honest. I don't know if either of us know a ton about the question, like to answer it to like, hopefully it'll be to this person's liking. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was a pretty good question. So the question is, 
how do you think Alabama improved from being projected eighth in the SEC to making it to the Women's College World Series semifinals versus Oklahoma? Oh, that's a, I mean, first of all, it's amazing that they did, but it's kind of ridiculous to me. Weren't they an eight seed in the tournament? Yeah, they were an eight seed, which was very, very unfair. Yeah, that's a travesty. Yeah, no, they were it one was, of the best teams garbage. in college uh, softball. Yeah, there know, were I several mean, teams in, that were seated higher than them that they had beaten the regular season. Uh, Minnesota, they beat in the regular season. Um, they swept Florida in Gainesville, but Florida was ranked higher than them. Yeah, see, that's what my boss said. I went into work, uh, literally my last day of work at UNA, and my boss was like all up in arms about it because that was the day that the seating came out. And that's yeah. exactly what he said. He was saying that, you know, how Florida, how they swept Florida, and Florida's Florida had a higher seed than them. Obviously, I don't keep up with uh, college softball that much, but I understand seeding. And I know that Alabama was, I mean, didn't they go like 31-0 and 0 to start the year or something like that? Yeah, I think they started, no, I think it was 33. Exactly, though. I mean, and then they ended up only losing like five, six, seven games, something like that. Yeah, I think they lost seven, I want to say. Yeah, I think that's completely unfair. And for them to make the run that they did was very impressive. Yeah, also, a lot of people. Uh, their player of the year, or excuse me, they had they had the SEC freshman of the year and the SEC pitcher of the year. The freshman of the year was also a pitcher. So I'm just saying they could be back next year. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people expect that. And a lot of people did get upset. They really felt like Alabama got gypped in the rankings or in the seating. So a lot of people got upset about that. But um, they did uh, eventually lose in the semifinals to the, um, to the national runner-up. Uh, Oklahoma, who was the number one seed, but they lost to the number two seed, UCLA, last night. So, you know, that stinks for them, but uh, it was actually a pretty great uh, uh, season to watch. It was really exciting. This is, I'll be honest, this was like my first uh, season, I guess, watching it or keeping up with it from start to finish. So I was pretty excited to keep up with that, and I am excited for uh, more seasons in the future. Softball's kind of won me over a little bit. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes, especially for Alabama as a student, because after this season, it could really be great things ahead. You know, I like watching baseball. Um, and just my sister, you know, she played softball for a long time. And then my parents love watching college softball because of how much they got into it with my sister. And, um, it's, it's a different, it's a different beast, man. Yeah, It's a different game. Watching softball and watching baseball. It's so much different. It, yeah, like it really I remember is. the first time you know what slap bunning is? Yeah. Yeah, if you slap bunning in college softball or any softball level for that matter is where you run up in the box. The boxes are like stretched, they're like longer for this reason. You run up and you hold out the bat like you're bunting. So your your forward momentum plus your bat slaps the ball forward. It's a it's a technique and it confused me to pieces. Like the first time I saw it, because I was like, is this allowed? What is this? You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of things I had to learn. Yeah, exactly. It's the same game, but it's a completely different game at the same time. That's why it's interesting to me to watch. Because, um, you know, it's a small field, but a huge ball. And, uh, dude, there's so many different elements. Um, so, congrats to Alabama for their run. Congrats to UCLA for winning. Um, maybe we'll keep up with them more next year, give you a little more in-depth uh, analysis. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think after this season, I'm definitely intrigued to uh, watch it. And, you know, congratulations to the Bruins for beating the Sooners. Uh, that was a really, really great two games. So that was exciting to watch. Dude, they beat the crap out of Oklahoma in game one. I don't know if you saw that or not. Thank you beat sincerely, everyone. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, nobody wanted Oklahoma to win that. I don't think anyone wants Oklahoma to win anything. Yeah, that's true. Nobody likes Oklahoma. And I think that's how we're going to wrap things up. Right, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Thank you so much for the question. If anybody else has any more questions, we'd love to hear them. You know, text us, DM us, uh, just let us know what you got on your mind. It can be a topic or a question. We'd love to hear it. All right, sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Andrew, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, just thank you so much, like he said, for listening. We really appreciate all the support, the questions everybody sends, and uh, I hope you guys have a great week. God bless. See y'all.